0: It's time for episode 472 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes.
1: Welcome back to Clockwise, a podcast this week hosted by Two Dads. I'm Jason Snell, host Emeritus, sitting in for Micah Sargent and across the table from me. Of course, you know, it's the guy who was gone this summer and replaced by some yo-yo. It's uh, Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. Uh, this is
0: the My Two Dads of podcast, is what you're telling me.
1: That's, uh-huh. Exactly. You got it. You can be Greg Epigen if you want. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we talk to four people about tech topics in 30 Minutes. I'm one of the four people. Dan's one of the four people. And you're saying to yourself, who are the other people? Well, to my left, she's a producer and reporter at the Texas Standard. She's a Relay FM podcaster. She's an incomparable podcaster. It is Shelly Brisbane. Hi, Shelly. Welcome back to Clockwise.
2: Hello. Thank you. I am not a dad. (laughs) But you are one (laughs) of the four people. And That's true. I did not deny that.
0: And another one of the four people to my left this week, a YouTuber, but he's so much more. It's Chris Lolly. Welcome back, Chris.
3: Hello. Thank you for having me back. I am also not a dad, but I am one of the four people. Oh. Hmm, this I feel like there's going to be a murder by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Who did it? <laughs>
1: one of these four. That's right. Yeah, You're wondering why we gathered you here, and it's not to reveal the murder, but instead <laughs> to talk about four technology topics in 30 minutes. I'll get us started. Microsoft announced support for iCloud Photos in its Windows 11 Photos app, it announced that Apple TV and Apple Music apps are coming to Windows 11, and that Apple Music is going to be supported on Xbox starting today. And I, you know, not to not to focus too much on Microsoft and Apple here, but like, bigger picture, how do you all feel about the modern relationship between Apple and Microsoft, these age-old enemies who are now, I guess, pals? Uh, Is it good times for all, or do you miss the old days when it was a constant fight and lots of uh, passive-aggressive insults? Shelly?
2: I mean, as much as I remember the Windows 95 Mac user cover from 1995 that said Windows 95, so what? And mm-hmm. as much as I loved it, uh, it's probably better, especially as somebody who has to explain how tech works to people who are not in love with one ecosystem or the other. And they're like, wait, why can't I get Apple Music on Windows or can I get my Apple, my iCloud photos over here? It's just much easier to say, yeah, you, you can do that if you want to. So, uh, and the, jur- the journalist in me, yes, I miss it. The uh, tech support person in me doesn't miss it at all.
0: I mean, I would argue the enemy enmity has been over for 25 years when since, you know, Bill Gates showed up to infuse $150 million when Apple almost went out of business. Mm. Um, you know, they've always realized that a rising tide lifts all boats. Boats? Computers? No, put your computers in a tide. That's a bad idea. Um, no. And I think, I you know, the big companies these days, we've gotten to the point where, you know, the tech giants are so large that interoperability is a real concern because since we've sort of siloed these companies in these gigantic um, you know, uh, silos. God, I'm really nailing it today. Uh, Don't put your silo <laughs> in a boat. <laughs> That's a bad idea. All your grain gets wet. Um, but the point being, like, we have such monolithic instances of technology, right? Like yeah, Android versus um, iOS. And if nothing works between the two of these, that just leaves everybody frustrated. As evidenced, those recent issues with the tapax sending to the green bubble text, that just annoyed everybody. It annoyed people on Android, it annoyed people on iOS. So it behooves all of these companies to work well and play well together. And so, I think Microsoft, especially, which has, even though it did announce some hardware today, um, you know, still predominantly a company that sells a lot of uh, software and services, has realized for a long time that you know we want our software to run on every platform and we want our platform to play really well with everybody else out there. So. I think for the last couple decades, Microsoft and Apple have been more of a frenemy uh, relationship than anything else. And um, it's interesting, especially to see how Microsoft ingratiates itself with a lot of the other big players, Uh, something I think we'll talk
3: about in a later topic. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you all said. Um, wall gardens are bad. Just, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than having to explain to family member, friend, whatever, that oh yeah, you can't use X because you didn't buy Y. Like there's like it, there's nothing more frustrating than that. So um, the fact that those walls are kind of starting to fall down and that hey, this service from Apple is going to be on Microsoft and vice versa and all that stuff, that's just that's just good all the way around. Yeah, I you know, I have to admit, part of me who
1: remembers those days when the Mac was getting beaten up and it was all about like, oh, well, this thing only works on Windows and Microsoft was building browser extensions that only ran on Windows to make the web, which was a cross-platform thing, not cross-platform, just so that they could wall everybody into Windows. Uh, I, 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 do, I have a little small amount of glee when Microsoft says that they're integrating Apple's Photo library system into their photos app, like mm, that feels good. But I agree, it is. Look, let's do the math here, because I, I think this is the thing that I, blows a lot of Apple-focused people away. If you consider the market share, you consider the size of the iPhone market and how much larger it is than the Mac market, you realize that most iPhone users use Windows. Okay, and that's weird. But I, I'm pretty sure it's true. I mean, check my math if you like and, I mean, write in or whatever. Um, but it's a better experience for iPhone users to have Windows be a very good iPhone citizen. And the truth is that they've had iTunes on Windows for the last few years. Um getting older and falling apart while music app which is not great but at least is better on the mac was there uh and it felt like it, apple had kind of forgotten the fact that it needed to take care of all of its iphone users who are on windows so this is good it's good for apple it's good for microsoft and i think most importantly as chris said basically uh the users win here because the walls come down so i think it's good i do kind of miss the old days but uh as a as a long time apple user those old days were bad it was bad those were the bad old days so so, yeah, bring on the the detente between Microsoft and Apple. I'm all up for it. Thank you for your comments. Shelley, it's your turn. What question do you have for us?
2: So Apple famously acquired the... Peanuts franchise, which includes the Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas Charlie Brown specials that people remember so fondly from their childhood, and Apple made that available for free. PBS stri- uh, played it for a couple years in a row, but now Apple has reeled it back in and will be showing those specials for limited windows during each holiday period for free, so you don't have to be an Apple TV Plus subscriber. But there's still people out there pretty annoyed because uh, PBS a little more accessible, perhaps, than Apple TV Plus streaming if you don't know to look for it. And So I guess my question for you would be, what do these specials mean to you in your life? Have you watched them in recent years? And do you feel like Apple is doing the right thing by reeling back in and uh, showing these uh, specials on Apple TV Plus?
0: It's been a few years since I watched them. I did grow up with the Halloween and Christmas specials, uh, which I enjoyed as a kid. Um, I think this kind of goes hands in hand with the recent, um, the issue with Apple airing Friday Night Baseball and people wanting that to be, oh, it's not on the local Yankees network. And everyone's like, yeah, but it's, it's still free, right? Like fundamentally you, if this were, you know, when I was growing up, it would also only be on for a limited time, which is to say once. <laughs> and if you didn't catch it during that time <laughs> slot, oh, well, you would watch it next year. So I don't think that anything is that much worse. And I think we're kind of in this weird, like yeah, sort of liminal area where we're shifting to this world of streaming first, right? Like clearly we've seen uh, dense in cable viewership as stuff moves more and more online. And despite people being kind of annoyed about it, like I think it's worth pointing out it's still a lot better. I think in a lot of cases than it used to be because these things are freely available and because even within a small window, you can kind of watch it at your leisure. So I'm not super annoyed about it not being on PBS. I get the feeling that a lot of people who would have watched it on PBS might be willing to stream it online anyways. So, you know, we're at the point where not everybody has broad access in the same way that sort of broadcast television enabled but it's pretty close so i don't be i don't i don't you know begrudge apple for wanting to sort of reel people into their service and attract them with you know new content as well and i think frankly making it online available for free is good even if it's for a limited time
3: chris what do you think um, I am not the most nostalgic person. Uh, I used to watch the peanut specials as a kid, uh, but I haven't watched them in years. Uh, and just like thinking back to that, like Dan mentioned, if they were on, you know, once or twice, maybe on broadcast TV, but if you miss that time you missed it like you could see them next year like that that you're like too bad uh like you're out of luck so with them being on apple tv plus or any streaming platform at that point means you can watch them at any time and you know if your kids or yourself or whatever really like them you can watch them over and over and over again so that's great um I I don't really have any strong feelings one way or another with them, but I just think like hey, the more stuff that like streaming is clearly the future broadcast TV is kind of it's the past. It's still hanging on, but streaming is clearly the future just because of the convenience of it. Uh, so it's nice to see that they're there and they're free. I'm reminded, uh, like Dan, a
1: little bit of the Friday Night Baseball thing and the people in New York getting very upset because you had to you you had to get Apple TV Plus, but not pay for it because it's a free baseball game and that they wish that it was on cable, which is a thing you have to pay for. (laughs) Uh, I find that Mm -hmm. I find that kind of bizarre. Yeah, this is like the new cable. I mean, I wonder if Apple might do something like uh, ultimately make this stuff available in a limited window for free on Apple TV Plus because they definitely seem to think that there's some value in that. I'm also uh, going to note a report from Digiday today that Apple is investigating a TV ad product. So perhaps, like ev- literally every other streaming service, there will at some point come a time when you will just be able to watch Apple TV Plus um, for free with ads. Who knows? Or for a lower price with ads. It it remains to be seen. So. I do love these things. Um, we, uh, when, when our kids were little, uh, they all became available all, as all carte purchases on iTunes. And our kids would like driving to grandma and grandpa's sit in the back of our car with iPods, watching those shows over and over and over again. And they do Charlie Brown uh, Christmas feels very much like Christmas to me. And I, I do love it, but um, I'm okay with it. This is, this is, the way of the world i mean very little is available free over the air broadcast anymore and that's sort of not how people um how people consume content, and I think that the the time is coming, if it isn't already here, where we're gonna have more people with access to a computer and an or phone and an internet connection than to a uh, you know a pay cable service. So uh, the this is the way the world is going. I'm okay with it. I think it was nice of Apple to put that single airing on PBS, but in the end, like everything else on TV. Uh, there's access to it. And honestly, I think you can buy those specials. If, If you really, really love them, I think you can buy them for very little money and just have them in your library. I think it's okay.
2: So I agree with what you guys have said generally. I'm not particularly chuffed that Apple is doing this. What made me interested in this topic is that there are plenty of shows out there that are available from a streaming service, whether they be originals or content that they control themselves. So there are things you can only see on Amazon or on Hulu or on HBO Max. But because Apple's streaming service is newer, there's more consternation at it the perception being that it's harder to get or that you have to pay for it when maybe you have other streaming services already. And I'm somebody who, as I've said on this show before, tends to switch around between streaming services based on whether a show I'm interested in is on and I don't subscribe to all of them at any time. And so... I, theoretically, I could be somebody who's really annoyed about this if I had kids in my life or if I wanted to see these. I'm I'm not in that position. I'm very nostalgic for them. The kids in my life are now teenagers, so they're not paying any attention. However, I do have the lovely Vince Guaraldi uh, Charlie Brown Christmas album, which the I best. play every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. Christmas, and I love it. Uh, but I just I just wanted to point out sort of the difference between uh, complaining at Apple for not streaming something or complaining about availability of something from Apple, as opposed to, well, what if your favorite show is on HBO? HBO Max or Hulu and you choose not to subscribe to those networks right? or Netflix and you choose not to subscribe to those services right now, you're kind of in the same spot and nobody is expecting Netflix uh, to give um, a, a, a series that I can't think of right now because I don't have Netflix right now uh, to uh, PBS. Uh, the most, whatever the most popular Netflix show is right now is not going to be coming to a PBS station near you.
0: Mm, true. All right, that's two topics down. Two topics left to go, which of course means it is halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode Boo! is brought to you by Text Expander. Look, when you work in a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding video conferencing details to send to a new client. You want to track down the same FAQs from the company website. These are the kind of things you want at your fingertips so you can get your work done faster. And that's why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes, allowing you to work faster and eliminate repetition. And eliminate repetition, letting you focus on what. Matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation, and Text Expander does the rest for you. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more right within Text Expander. Then create your chosen abbreviation, and they'll be with you wherever you type. You can even customize the snippets by having them automatically add in dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more. This will make sure that you still keep the personality in the communication you send expander is available on any device you use across any app you use on Mac, Mac, Windows, Chrome, and iOS. Uh, personally, I send a lot of emails, especially for this podcast, where I have to send stuff to people. Like, here's the Zoom details. Here's the spreadsheet. Uh, it is definitely way easier to have that done in a text expander snippet rather than laboriously copying and pasting it every single week. And Lord knows, I also send a lot of emails to people. Like, hey, do you want to be on Clockwise this week? <laughs> Which I, you know, just feel embarrassed typing out every time. So, text expander makes that kind of thing simple too. If repetitive typing is getting you down, you need text expander. Check out text expander today at text slash clockwise and you can get 20 percent off your first year that's text expander.com slash clockwise to say goodbye to repetitive typing our thanks to text expander for their support of this show and with that clockwise clockwise comes to an end halftime comes to an end uh yeah. and i turn it over to me um, hey hey <laughs> So uh, now Meta, back to you, Dan. <laughs> now back to me. Uh, Meta announced a new VR headset and some updates to its Horizon Metaverse uh, tool service. Uh, my question for you is, does VR in general, is it at a point where it appeals to you, especially from like a social networking perspective? Is this a thing that we're going to be doing? I mean, uh, do, do you want to love Horizon or whatever the rest of the Metaverse is, or could you really not care less? <laughs> those are the
3: options chris hit me um vr in general for like playing games sounds really interesting to me as a social network as a thing that's like hey come hang out with me in the metaverse no absolutely not like in no way does that sound appealing to me i i have zero interest in wanting to wear a headset all day long and interact with people that I I don't, I just, it it feels creepy to me. It feels like a very dystopian future. Like, like, hey, let's, let's, let's put on our headsets and, and (laughs) go get a cup of coffee. And (laughs) it's like, no, no thanks. I'm, I'm good. But playing video games and stuff like that, that, that does seem really interesting. I don't have a VR headset right now. Meta in particular does not appeal to me because I am not a fan of Facebook. I think for, for me right now, the one that looks really interesting is the new PlayStation VR headset that's, coming out soon, I believe. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to that too much.
1: Yeah, I have a quest too and it's fun as a gaming thing and uh, there has been some progress where you apparently can now uncouple your Quest headset from your me- your Facebook account and just make a generic meta account instead, which I think is a great move because that was like the only reason I was still on Facebook is I didn't want to lose all the games that I bought for the Quest 2. Um, new headset looks good. I, I, it, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on a VR headset at this point I think, but I think that starting from the high end and figuring out uh, what level of technology is required for people to accept this on their face is um is an important thing to do and then try to find out ways to make it more affordable and accessible for people so i think it's a i think it's a fine thing for them to try um even though I, like i said i enjoy my my uh, quest 2 but it, it is uh, you know it, it's the The outside view is a grainy black and white view, so it doesn't really do mixed reality. The games are pretty good. They're low resolution, but they're pretty good. Um, and I think it could be a thing in that way. As a business application, I keep hearing people say, oh, this has got lots of business applications. I can see in certain kind of industrial applications the value of this. I know that. I've read a lot about how even like sports people are using it for training now that, you know, it, you can actually train uh, amateur baseball players on uh, virtual pitches, basically, because that's how you become a better batter is by recognizing pitchers pitches out of the hand of the pitcher. And you could do that in VR. It's a really interesting idea. But in terms of like broad business acceptance, I don't know. I'm really skeptical. It it seems like, remember when everybody was like, you got to turn your your Zoom camera on? <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, man. Well, yeah, now let's ask them to strap a thing to their face all day. I I just I just uh, I'm going to be really skeptical of that. But I do think that there are some VR and mixed reality applications that will be fun. Um, Also, what's interesting to me about this uh new meta announcement is that i suspect this is the headset uh that will be compared to whatever apple is going to do in the next year um and that's also i'm very curious about what apple thinks the applications of this uh technology are because i have a hard time believing apple's going to come out with a product and say well you know there are some high end industrial applications like that's not <laughs> the game that apple plays so uh we'll see but i'm curious jelly yeah
2: i'm not a headset owner or nor am I particularly interested in it for gaming. And yeah, I'm interested in it as a hardware platform, like you're like you're saying, Jason, just in terms of what could be done with it eventually. Uh, Meta, not my favorite company. So if I were going to buy a headset, it probably would not be from them. Uh, And I have I always talk about Accessibility concerns with headsets, uh, but at the same time, I mentioned that there are some uh, ways in which headsets have been made specifically applicable to accessibility. For example, helping low vision people be able to see their environment and process the information in that environment better. So, the, and and also there there could be some AR applications there, so that not only are you seeing your literal environment better, but you're actually getting an enhanced view that's aided by AR. So that stuff is out there and that exists. So I don't want to ignore headsets entirely, but uh, this is an absolute miss for. I mean, there's plenty of other things I can spend my tech dollars on.
0: Yeah, uh, I kind of feel like I'm pretty well aligned with the rest of you. Uh, VR seems interesting from gaming. I mean, it's an immersive platform, right? And that's what games do well. Uh, you can make an argument for other types of entertainment as well. Um, you know, it's like being in your own personal movie theater or something. Sure, why not? Um, I think though, it's weird to you know we end up conflating VR and AR a lot, and I think it's because they have a lot of similarities. But I think as Shelly is saying, like. You know, there are some dis- very distinct use cases for these things. And so instead of, you know, lumping them together because the form factor of the devices look the same, I wonder if they have very, you know, different uh, appeals and things they want to do. And I think that speaks a lot to what Apple is reportedly trying to do with its AR. Um, from I, I agree with you all also about Facebook. I really don't have a lot of interest in signing up for a Facebook account. Um, from what I see, the Quest is really impressive hardware, but the tethering to... Um, not just Facebook as a you know service, even though you can now sort of get out of that, but also just the idea that like this is kind of what Facebook is using to push their version of the future, I think is probably a mistake. Um, it is sort of a bet the company move, as a lot of people have talked about, and I'm a little skeptical that it's going to work out for them. But hey, at least now your avatars have legs. Uh, thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic, which comes from Chris.
3: So, bugs aside, if there was one feature you could add to Stage Manager, iPad and or Mac, what would it be? Wow, um, only one, only um, one. Well, I,
1: I, what I'm tempted to say is, I would really like the. Um, keyboard shortcuts I, I i'm gonna be broad and i'm gonna say i would like a full range of keyboard shortcuts does this count as one feature and yeah, gestures sure. that allow me to fairly easily command the windows to go where i want because problem right now in the betas of stage manager is there's stuff that works on the mac and not on the ipod ipad and vice versa and some of it is uh missing from both and the idea that i need to have some confidence that if i click this it opens in my in my stage or goes to another stage or i want to move a window in a certain place uh throw it into the dock or bring it back out or whatever and i feel like now it's kind of all over the place still and there's some some of those pieces are missing and to me that's what frustrates me most about stage manager is i spend too much time managing the windows and not doing my work. And if it's a productivity boost, that that's the idea here is that it's helping me focus by keeping stuff I'm not currently using out of the way. If I trade that time for time where i'm sending things in and out of spaces in order to try and get them to the right place it hasn't really done its job um, alternately just on the ipad i might wish for the ability to actually properly position a window wherever i want at whatever size i want because it's very frustrating that it seems like it's free positioning of windows like on the mac but the truth is if you want that one to be kind of half height and at the bottom the the os just says no you can't do that that's not a thing that i'm gonna allow you to do and it's like i don't even know what we're doing here if that's the case so i guess that's two shelly
2: Related to that, I would like to have precise window management. I like an app like Moom that will let you put windows exactly where you want to in groups and have them appear there the next time you come back. For me, that's the most valuable part of something like Stage Manager or Spaces, that I can have my windows exactly where I want them because that's important to me, especially on the Mac, especially when I was doing more web work than I am now, where I want to see the development environment or the writing environment I'm in next to the production environment I'm in. And I don't want to fool around with that. I just want to open it up in the morning and have all my windows pop to where I want. And then when I switch to podcasting, I have a whole other set of window requirements. And I'd like to be able to do that. Again, that's much more important for me on the Mac than on the iPad, because even with the stage manager interface on the iPad, that screen is just not that big. And I have a 12.9 inch iPad And I don't think I'm going to use windowing to the degree on the iPad that I would on the Mac for a variety of reasons having to do with the limitations of the interface. The Finder is just a better interface for for windowing. But on the Mac, I absolutely want them, you know, go Sherlock Moom or do something better. uh, But but let me have my windows exactly where I want and have them stay there.
0: Now, second, everything everybody's already said, I think part of the problem is it's hard to tell right now what's a bug and what is what is is a bug, what is not currently supported because third-party apps haven't built in support, and what is a thing that's just not how this works. So for example, like, oh, I tried to drag uh, one of those thumbnail windows on top of another one of the thumbnail thumbnail windows to be like, put them in the same stage. That doesn't work. I don't know. Is that supposed to work? Um, I think it's a feature that feels kind of ill thought out. But if I had to pick one thing that I think it needs support for, uh, Apple could do go a long way in, in... improving upon their previous iterations of things like window management by adding shortcut support, which is mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's nothing in shortcuts that does stage manager, which, you know, not a surprise. Like I said, I don't think the feature fully really works yet. But, you know, as somebody who has used spaces for a long time and really likes using spaces, there's no support for spaces in shortcuts either. So adding shortcut support in stage manager would be a leg up on that and might actually encourage me to use it if then I can sort of tweak things, as Shelly was saying, the way that I want them. But right now, shortcuts really feels like it's taking you know, a, a round peg on the what window management is, uh, especially on the Mac, and trying to shove it into a square hole. Uh, and that square hole has to be precisely aligned in these specific coordinates. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I, there's a lot, but I'm going to start with shortcuts. Chris, why don't you wrap this up for us?
3: Yeah, all of that is really good. I agree with everything you all said. The thing for me that I just wish they would add, and it's kind of technically already in Stage Manager. In the recent section, you can shift-click a window in there, and it'll be added to your current stage. But you can't do that from the dock or Spotlight Mm. or anywhere else. Just be able to hold down shift, click it, and just add it to the current stage. Because my biggest complaint about Stage Manager, again, bugs aside, right now is that Whenever you tap on an app or switch spaces or whatever, there's so much animation and flipping around happening. It's It feels like you're like, uh, oh, my gosh, the Tom Cruise movie where he predicts future, future crimes. <laughs> Minority um, Report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Um, it feels like that right now. Like so much stuff is flipping around. And if Apple wanted to take it a step further, put in a setting that – let you toggle between what the shift click does so let me toggle it so that when i tap on an app or click on an app it opens in the space and if i shift click on it then it opens in a new new stage or space
0: all right well that is four topics down and we have just enough time
1: for a bonus topic which jason is going to lay out for us well i don't know if i'm going to be here closer to halloween so it's the spooky season we're going to just do it now what's the worst halloween candy shelly Sweet tarts, without question. Oh, no. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I
2: didn't know that was a hot take. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love sweet tarts. Uh, Same. Oh, man. Tie, tie between candy corn and circus peanuts. Uh, dots for me. I oh. hate dots.
1: You don't like oh, eating well. paper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say circus peanuts too. And I, I'm on the record as not liking Jolly Ranchers. But I'm gonna go with a little wild card here, which is banana starburst. No oh. banana. No <laughs> fake banana flavors. Period.
2: I had a banana jelly bean yesterday. It was weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> banana lappy taffy is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. A banana flavor I don't I never like as much as an actual banana.
2: Yeah. Hey, if you like to get
0: ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise and sign up for just five dollars per month or fifty dollars a year, and you'll help support
1: the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss our latest tech hobbies. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Clockwise. I think we learned and grew, but that's what happens when you're hanging around with two dads. (laughs) Shelley Brisbane, thank you so much for being here.
2: So you don't learn from hanging around with non-dads is what you're saying. All right. I'm glad to be here anyway. Thanks for having me.
3: And Christopher Lawley, thank you so much for being here absolutely and as a non-dad hopefully y'all learned something from me but i doubt it <laughs> <laughs> that's not how sitcoms you, with dads man. work no, <laughs> we're
1: just going down the, the thing here dan it uh, was a pleasure to be here happy to fill in for micah as always uh, one of these days i'll get the hang of clockwise but not yet.
0: you know i'm i'm here to hold your hand as long as you need it uh we will Thank be you. back next week or well, at least i'll be back i don't know who'll be sitting across from me we'll <laughs> guess we'll find out then but until then we remind everyone out there listening watch what you say And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.